And welcome back into a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud. And you can do that on Sunday afternoon when we take on the Warriors with the uh, ambush event going on. And uh, we are also sponsored by MG Pump Solutions. No Shane this week. He's got a huge, huge job on the uh, on the tools this week so not back just yet um i do have rob and hopefully tripper we're still uh we've advertised it he asked he asked us to come on and um he's uh currently in mykonos in greece so we're trying to we're trying to wake him up and get him to um join the stream so stand by we're trying to get uh yeah the man with the golden laugh as i called him on facebook today but um in the meantime, support us and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. A couple of new uh, members this week. Shouts to Noons who uh, joined us this week. And subscribe on YouTube if you come across this on the YouTubes somehow um, for whatever reason. Then, um, yeah, subscribe, like, and uh, yeah, join us for the live shows. Usually Monday, Thursdays. It'll be Tuesdays uh, this week and next week as uh, we've got a couple of special guests coming on. I promised, I didn't promise, I said that we'll possibly get in this week, but um, yeah, we're going to get a couple of guests on next week. I'll get to those in a second. And um, yeah, but my co-host, Rob Bashara, is with us this evening. He has got the uh, good inside mail that, John John Morris is going to coach the West Tigers from next year. But um, Rob, how how was your weekend of uh, no West Tigers rugby league? It was uh, pretty good state of origin to watch it at least. Yeah, the game was good. Uh, well, at least for the first half, it was pretty close state of origin. We got away with it uh, pretty comfortably in the end, uh, especially after that sin bin took a bit of juice out of the Queenslanders. Uh, we we got into the new Saturday night, obviously with the Seraldo. Uh, declining the coaching position Saturday. So we quite didn't have a Tigers free weekend, um, Yeah, which kind of made things a little bit juicy on Saturday night, Sunday. But, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. A lot of Tigers talk today, obviously, and, and yesterday. But, um, yeah, we'll just see what the club is going to do now that they've missed their man that they wanted. Yeah, it's um, it was a weird one. We'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll start with that. Obviously, yeah, the camp... Cameron Seraldo saying no and the club coming out with a statement letting everyone know that he said no and that we missed our man. That, um, it was weird, Rob. I obviously, we don't follow – well, I don't follow other clubs' media um, at all, but did, it's surely it's weird for uh, for someone to announce that you didn't get a, a coach. You you don't you miss on a signing. Like, is it weird? Or is that just me? I look at it two ways. I thought it was really weird. I don't think any other clubs gone about it like that before. Releasing a statement about it um, <clears throat> probably shows you how close they thought they were to getting Seraldo. I, I don't mind. I mean, it, it's a bad look on the club. I accept that. I don't mind the transparency on it for want of a better term or letting us know where we're at with that. But I, I just still think we went after him so publicly, uh, no matter what you thought about Cameron Seraldo, because I know a lot of people thought, you know, rookie coach, five-year deals too long, you know, some are for it, some are against it. But 
if we're meant to trust our brain's trust uh, in in who they want, oh, hang on a sec, Josh. I've just got uh, the man. Yeah, he's the, just the star of the show. He's, he's on a boat and his phone won't work. <laughs> he's on God, a boat. So, yeah, he's on okay. a boat. And his phone won't work. He's just sent me a message now. Anyway, so, um, I don't know what he's okay. he sending me more stuff. Great. This is okay, great he'll radio. call. He'll call when he gets back on the on the Wi-Fi. So he will. He will get back to us. Okay. Cool. During during the show. But so, anyway. What I was going to tune, say. tune back in at 3 a.m. when uh, when Tripper <laughs> wants to come back on, <laughs> living yeah, so, it up in Mykonos in the middle of summer. How how good! But um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so with Seraldo guys, all, all I'd like to say, like you know, we've we've gone hard at the board and Lee and Justin and all that sort of stuff. But what, like I was trying to say, whatever you think of Seraldo, we should all be upset that we didn't get him just because that's what the club wanted. So. I'm disappointed for the club because it just, whether it's a week away from getting a coach or, or four weeks away from getting a coach, we're still in limbo now. So that's the disappointing part of it. Uh, hopefully, you know, they've, they've got a better plan, you know, for the, for the next guy or they at least, at least they'll keep it more quiet and not be so open. But I've got a lot of guys telling me that, you know, hate to say it, but like within the walls, telling me that Morris is going to be the guy and the right people within the club want Morris. So I, I know this news has come out today about Kamali. Uh, that would be one of the, based on the two games we've played, that would be one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. We, we lost to Manly 30 points to four uh, without Tom Trebojevic and Daly Cherry Evans, their two best players. And then we lost, you know, the, the last game we played 36 to 12 to Canterbury who were, wooden spooners by eight points last year. So if if we really got rid of Madge to appoint Brett Kamali, and like I say, it's only on two games. It's nothing against Brett Kamali personally, because I just think the players have just kind of, you know, for want of a better term, turned it up a little bit. The intensity's not there. But I just can't believe they would actually consider going with Brett Kamali. And, and he's really been thrown in the deep end. Like, it's not fair to him, but mm. for, the, for the media to come out and say he's the favourite to get the job, I think it's an absolute crock of shit. So, um, yeah, I, I hope they don't go down that parlour. I think Morris ticks all the boxes out of the candidates that are, you know, in the market. So hopefully we go with that. What I would like to say, though, Josh, in terms of how we've handled it, and this is where the club has to be better, and it's ironic we're, gonna, we're talking about John Morris. Watch live and loud on the big screen this Sunday as the West Tigers take on the New Zealand Warriors at 2pm. The Ambush will be back at West Ashfield on Sunday and they're giving away exciting prizes. So head to West Ashfield where they'll be offering half-price pizza until halftime and selected beers for $4.50 a schooner. Wow. And terms and conditions apply. West Ashfield practices the responsible service of alcohol. Drink responsibly. And of course, West Ashfield are the home of the West Tigers. They are at... West Ashfield, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or give them a follow on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Back to Cronulla last year when they did get rid of John Morris. They got rid of him after round five. They blew a big lead against um, the Roosters. They're up 16 0 with like 20 odd minutes ago. They lost 20, 24 to 16 um, at the SCG. By the Tuesday, they'd parted ways, ways with Morris. They'd alerted their players that Morris was sacked. The next day, Fitzgibbon was announced as coach. 
and Josh Hannay was announced as interim coach. Bang, 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 bang. All done within 24 hours. No mess, no nothing. Now, if we mm. were if we were planning to get Seraldo or anybody for that matter, we sh- we really should have had it, had that person in our keeping before we got rid of Madge because it, it is a bad look. I mean, we we didn't sack Madge till ten days after our after the previous game. Then we put Kamali. Then we've said, oh, we're going to you know uh, speak to a few different candidates, and then all of a sudden, a week and a half ago, it was all in on Seraldo. Then we gave him a deadline. As soon as we gave him a deadline, I'm like, uh oh. Whenever we give a deadline, it doesn't work out in our favour. It means we've lost him. And then Tim Sheens, Tim Sheens comes out after that and says, Cameron Seraldo can take all the time he wants. It's it's just not a good look from us guys. So I don't yeah. know. I, I've kind of always thought, Josh, that if you want to take the Tigers' job, it's actually a coach killer. The way we've handled it now, if a coach came to our club and failed, I actually don't think they're going to blame the coach too much. I, I think they're going to blame the people above them because we have really handled it poorly and, and I am playing the man a bit, but I hate to say it, it's just amateur hour again, mate. It, it was really a terrible look. I know, uh, people, I know people on social media, um, I mean, 99% of people that message you, because obviously we're tagged in it um, yeah. often as well, is like, can you lay off the board and management for just a second? But it's like... Like, I mean, firstly, this week there's no football to talk about, but it's like, what, like, what can we do? Like, it's just they just just keep fumbling through all these. Whether it's a player, a coach, like it's just compared to other clubs. Again, as I said earlier in the show, maybe we just watch West Tigers closer, but it just seems like we do things totally, totally different to how other clubs run the show. Like Nick Politis or any other team owner, Russell Crowe, you never really hear anything, maybe a little bit of media speculation or something, but it's just, it's all hush hush. But um, yeah, did, did you want to, did you want to share the bit of goss that you heard about the fine dining today? Oh, no, just someone's just, yeah, I, I can say it. Someone told me yeah. that Tim Sheens and Justin Pascoe, we're having lunch at Grappa restaurant at Leichhardt today. So, uh, shouts to Grappa. Love your food. Adam Dwayne's favorite. Uh, Robbie, Roy Farron, Adam Dwayne's favorite restaurant yeah, as well. Everyone's favorite place. That's why everyone goes there. And, and they were two reporters who I, I can't confirm 100% who those reporters were. I, I, I kind of uh, sent a, sar- a, a sarcastic message to Michael Shamus, like, how was Grappa today? And he politely, <laughs> he politely replied, you got the wrong capital MC, which... I'd assume that means Michael Carianis was there instead of Michael Shamus. Uh, I assume Carianis was there. I don't, I don't know who the other one there. Look, maybe it's a bit of, you know, like PR to kind of like just talk positively about us instead of the coaching gossip stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, so so they were there again. Um, on what you said, Josh, like I actually, I actually wrote this down because when I had that communication with Lee, which has, you know, been much publicised now, when, when it actually got constructive and not personal, like I, I sort of said, you guys keep shooting yourselves in the foot. Well, this whole coaching thing, you know, we've shot ourselves in the foot again. Like we, we just look so bad. And if I can just read out his quote, so I wrote it down, he goes, I do not agree that the club continuously shoots itself in the foot. Uh, we've made mistakes in the past. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's easy... Uh, it's easy for others 
to sit back and pass judgment on decisions that we that have not resulted in the outcome we've hoped for. All that means is that we will try harder and move forward. Um, and if I can just read what I wrote down so I get this right, because I think it's really important. Just because you've made a mistake doesn't mean you're going to fix it up properly the next time. So I've just written this down. I want to get it right. Uh, hindsight, hindsight doesn't create foresight. Recognising after the fact what you should have done doesn't mean that you'll make the correct decision next time. Foresight comes by analysing what happened and turning it into a strategy that gets you to do something different next time. So basically, I just think we should be getting it right next time. We should have got it right now. We we bungled up Madge nine months ago with, are we sacking him? Are we not sacking him? It went all public. We look bad. And now we've just made another public embarrassment like it's not the worst thing in the world that he knocked it back it's not about that it's about how it played out in the media um and then justin pascoe coming out you know on the news a couple of days earlier uh saying i believe in in the direction that the club's going and then you know and and our core product is a football what we do on the footy field and then a day later seraldo says i'm not going to you guys like it's just it was like he was almost trying to do a last minute hard sell publicly to to come to us and Anyway, look, we're just getting a bad rap from every angle. We need a coach ASAP. I hope it's John Morris. That's what I'm being told. Uh, the right people within the club want Morris. Um, when I did speak to Lee nine months ago in our only phone call, I know these things change, obviously, but at the time he said they weren't interested in Flanagan. So unless someone's changed their mind and said, hey, you need an experienced coach or or something like that, I, I doubt that they're, they're even going to look at the Flanagan thing. Uh, Christian Wolfson. Mm-hmm. Been popped up today. Apparently, he's rejected the Warriors. Uh, he's done some good things. I, I hear good things about him. I don't know much about him, but everyone rates him really highly. I, I don't know which way we're going to go, mate. But I'm, I'm being told it's going to be John Morris, and and he seems to be the logical choice for me. Yeah, I think maybe some young blood would be good. It, apparently, he's pretty popular with players. Look for me. I haven't I haven't got a clue about the X's and O's and which coach is better because. I mean, you don't um, don't see. It. I guess you can kind of analyze it if you look at the game and study it enough. You might see uh, the different things. And there were things about Madge, but his uh, his substitutions and um, yeah, management of the bench and that sort of thing. I always found odd, but it was like, okay, he's the coach. He he must have a reason behind it. But when it comes to our next coach, I just want someone. That the a the players that we're going to keep like, and he's well liked amongst the league. That he gets some better cattle because we need better cattle. So we uh we need a cowboy. Not um yeah, that doesn't mean necessarily. Well, Todd Payton would be nice, literally, literally a cowboy. But um yeah, I think well, I think John Morris from all reports, he's he's pretty popular. And I think someone young who can relate to the team might might work better than Madge. Uh, for, I'm, I'm starting to come around to the fact that Madge um, wasn't right for the job. But as we've said a couple of weeks since now, probably should have been done at the end of last year. The fact that they've done it, let him go for another half year, um, it can only be a financial thing. They wanted to pay him 18 months and not two years. But yeah, it's just... Well, the positives, the positives with John Morris, Josh, and I've, I've said it before on the pod, you look at all that those young Cronulla players, like their forwards, you know, like uh, Hamlin, Newelli and Hunt, Nakora, uh, even the backline, Kennedy, uh, Katoa, 
uh, Mulatalo. They've got so many young guys that have come through that have come through John Morris. And really, what John Morris lacked last year was he lost, you know, like a couple of years earlier, he lost his Paul Gallons, he lost his, you know, Luke Lewis's. Uh, Wade Graham was in and out of concussion. So he lost a bit of that experience and and they needed like a couple of experienced guys and a cool head to make them better. And I'm not I'm not saying that it's not because of Craig Fitzgibbon. Like I'm sure Craig Fitzgibbon's helped him in some way. But the fact that they got uh, Finucane and they got Cam McInnes and they got, a, I mean, he's not an experienced player, but a cool head like Nico Hines. Mm. I mean, they're probably the missing ingredients they had. But you look at the rest of the team and it's a pretty young team. And he was around when all that happened. So if we do get these juniors coming through, then he probably would be the right guy for that sort of stuff. But that said, uh, Josh, we've we've lost, you know, we've lost Tedesco, we've lost Moses, we've lost Pappenhausen. So yeah. I don't think it's all, you know, about having the juniors come through. We're just got to make sure that the Melbournes and the Roosters don't pick the eyes out of it. The other, the, the negative on John Morris is they reckon he couldn't attract players, which would just be. You know, pretty pretty funny considering you know the talk was Madge couldn't attract players, but the way we're going, you're starting to wonder: is it the coach that can't attract players, or is it above the coach that people don't want to come? Because we went hard; we we couldn't sell a vision to Cameron Seraldo. So this is why I start wondering: you know, do we at least with the CEO, do we need a new look? Like we're starting to get this stigma now that no one wants to come near us. If we couldn't talk a coach that's never had a job before into a five-year deal. What chance have we got of getting gun players? So it's just going to have to come from within, a bit like 05, as we've discussed before, with the Benjis and Robbies and Fultons and Hinos and all those sort of guys. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what, you know, who we're going to go with, but I'd like to think Morris is the best choice out of what's out there at the moment. I'm not a fan of Flanagan. Uh, I wouldn't want Paul Green or, or Jeff Tuvey myself, but... Whatever the club wants, we've got to support. That that's the bottom line. It's just a shame they miss Seraldo because that's obviously who they pin their faith on. Friend of the show, Carla, just said Lodge signed with the Roosters. Did that just happen? I hadn't heard that. It must have. I, I never saw it prior to the show, so that must hmm. be breaking. There you go. Um uh, someone else asked a couple there's a couple of good if you want to lay any questions on us in the comments, guys, we'll try and um, get to them as we're waiting for Mr. Tripodina to uh, find some Wi-Fi over in uh, Mykonos. Uh, why would you want Morris over Flanagan? Look, the Flanagan, um, it's just the stink over, still a bit of stink over him for mine, but I could be wrong. He, he could be good for the club and attract players and develop players better than John Morris, I, I honestly don't know. What about you, Rob? Uh, it's exactly what you said. That's that's the only reason I've got no knock on his football brains or football ability or anything he's achieved in the game. But yeah, it's just that it's that cheater stench that you know we're we're meant to be one of the for any everything else we do wrong, we're meant to be nice guys of the comp. And I just think you know all that peptide stuff and whatever, it's just not a good look myself. But you know I, I wouldn't lose sleep if he. I mean, look, we're desperate for success, so. You know, I've probably said it before, we, we take Lucifer as coach right now, but, um, you know, Flano would be the closest thing to that at the moment in rugby league terms, wouldn't it? But, like, I, I don't mind some of his commentary on TV. So, I mean, he obviously knows what he's talking about. And he took Cronulla from 14th or thereabouts within a few years to a premiership. So, no, no knocking on his coaching ability. I just think it's what do we get with it? Do we do we get Kyle Flanagan with it? Do we 
get all this other the bad stuff associated with it. I, I don't know, and I, and I don't have the answers for that. I just want whoever the club wants and gets. I just want to support that. Uh, you know that coach. As I said to you earlier in the day, Josh, I just miss buying the big league and the rugby league week and looking at the teams and having a read and and just being a supporter. And that's that's just what I want to get back to. Not this, you know, this rubbish and the rut that we're in right now. Yeah, supporter, not a member. Uh, I said supporter. Yeah, I know. I know. Very so. general. <laughs> um, um, Adam on. YouTube only upwards from here. Hopefully, new setter of excellence will help. Just need to lock up a decent coach. With Appy and Pap coming next year, look like yeah. I mean, I've still got hope for next year with those two guys coming. I feel, I mean, it can't be much worse than what we, what we are now. I think we'll definitely be better next year. But the thing is, we need to get a coach. They've said they're not going to do anything about the guys coming off contract um, until the coach makes a decision. Decision. So. They, they don't want to sign any contracts and then the coach to come in and say, why would you say, Adam, we don't, you signed Adam Dwayhe on a 5-8 money, but I only want to play him in the centres and well, Jackson Hastings play him at lock. So they want the the coach to work out, um, yeah, who plays where and therefore how much money should we offer them. So, um, Well, that's fair Anthony, enough, Josh. That's fair enough. Anthony on YouTube, how long should the contract be signed for um three years do you make minimum. it yeah three years if he makes the top eight he gets an extension or put an incentive in there or something yeah i look to, unless you're literally getting the best coach in the game like a bellamy or someone like that i don't think any coach you know any coach really shouldn't get more than three years because you're just going to be paying out contracts and you know if you go back 10 years ago, we, we had to pay, you know, Sheenzy not much short of a million dollars to pay him out. And I think we were paying for three coaches at one stage when we only had one coach. So we don't want to get into financial trouble over the coach, but you've got to give the guy enough time. And look, to be fair, we, we gave Madge three and a half years, but it just felt like it was two years and another extension. And it was just, it was a little bit, a bit of a mess. I, I think we're a little bit of a development club in the front office to be honest we we really haven't got our act together up there and, and it shows in the rest of the club unfortunately uh carla says she reckons a more experienced coach would work better because they can deal with management um yeah i guess so yeah you don't want them to come in and be a pup, puppet for them but i mean madge was pretty pretty experienced and yeah it um i mean for all accounts dealt okay with management but it, yeah from what i've heard there were there wasn't there was a bit of a lot of disagreements in the uh in the journey with him as well any thoughts well, on that rob yeah well not that everyone's a fan of you know nrl 360 obviously but david riccio is pretty close to tim sheens um and he did say that sheens kind of stayed away from the coaching stuff because madge is that sort of guy like it kept him away from it he seems to think that Sheens would like to be a bit more involved with the team, which, to be fair, I think he's probably involved with it now because I'm not a fan of the team we've picked. If, if we're really looking down this development path to be playing, you know, a few guys that aren't going to be there next year and, you know, say leaving Jock Madden totally out or Jake Simpkin totally out, I don't think that's really trying to develop your current squad or, or looking to the future or anything like that. So... The, the other knock is, so if Flanagan comes in, he, he'll do his own thing and he'll probably 
you know, tell Sheen's, you know, mind your mind your business, mate. But if you get someone like a John Morris, uh, then I think Sheen's would get a lot more input and maybe that would cater to what Tim Sheen's wants to do and 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 have a bit of a nurturing effect on a coach. But I but I think Morris has got his own sort of miles up as well because he has played, you know, he's made the first week of finals at least. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, Josh. I, I really don't know what we do here. But I, I do like the fact that John Morris is a former Tiger um, and he was yeah. coached by Tim Sheens. So yeah, the relationships. Yeah, the, relationships. the relationship should be good. He seems like a clean skin, you know, so he's not a, you know, he's not a bad boy. He, he still looks like he could play, to be fair, and we need a hooker. Um, so, yeah, that's all. I don't know. I, I really don't know where we go from here. I just want these guys to get their act together, get it done, let's move on, let's not bash each other, let's have a team to support because the way we played the last two games, Josh, you know, the guys just did not look interested and, and that's going to be the big question Sunday. I, I don't know what, what we're going to show against the Warriors team that's been pretty ordinary for quite a while now. So if we lose to them, having just lost to Canterbury by 24 points, I mean, it's not a good look for even attracting, uh, you know, potential players towards the club because things were looking really good a couple of months ago. Like I think there are a lot of people that thought, you know, the Tigers are going to be going places next year. They've already made a couple of good signings. They've had back-to-back wins. And now just the wheels have fallen off. We, we just look terrible. Uh, poor Luck. Is Flanagan a drug cheat or is he like the Essen football team, someone who took the wrong advice from a man who fooled everyone over the legality of peptides? Uh, if I remember correctly, the one guy was behind both clubs. He's not a chemist. He's a coach who put his faith in the wrong people. Uh, what was his name? Um, Isn't it Trent Robinson's brother? Uh, Can I confirm that? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was. Or at least it was. I had the name on the tip of my tongue before. Let us know yeah. in the comments. I'm but trying to think what the guy's name was. Surely someone will remember it. Yeah, but both of them. Because James Hurd, I believe, was Essendon coach? Yeah, he was. He was Essendon yeah. at the time. Uh, and it had a major effect on him. I mean, the, the bloke nearly took his own life after it. Like, he, he's, yeah. he's literally the number one favourite player in Essendon history, like like yeah. Essendon bomber history. And Golden Boy came back to coach him, and, and then for all that to happen, it, it went pear-shaped. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for, to what he's saying there, I mean, is he a cheat or isn't he a cheat? It's probably a bit of both, to be fair. Like, if, you know, if you, if you give someone a – if you tell them someone's going to get an advantage by if they take these sort of things and you haven't really done your research and it's part of the no-nos on what you Dank, can and that's it. Take. Dank. I knew it was... Oh, Stephen Dank. Yeah, Stephen Dank. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but I think also there's something to do with Trent Robinson's brother in all this. I don't know. I don't know what the connection is right now, but I'm I'm sure he had something to do with it too. Because they tried to, to, to put a bit of shit on Trent Robinson and, and it never stuck, obviously. Um, Stephen on Facebook, I would like to see the Tigers make a serious play for Angus Crichton. We seeing we have lost three back rowers. Um, we did, didn't we? We had uh, a serious cracking. Yeah, if the if the Roosters can't keep him, we will. I'd, I'd say we'll be a big chance of getting him. And mm. and if that happens, then suddenly we've got half a pack that we've bought that we, we didn't have this year in terms of, you know, Coruscant and Papali'i and Crichton, that, that'd be ma- massive news. And then we just have to add a little bit to it. And, uh, yeah, suddenly we've, if we've got a competitive pack, we're halfway there. But we're not going to make, we're not going to make any signings until we sign a coach, until a coach is picked. Well, for next year. Josh, Josh at the end of the day, as, as much as I don't like, 
you know, how our brains trust go about things. Mm. We didn't get him. We didn't get the man we want. So what, what can we say? If they, if, yeah, things, yeah. if things worked out the way they wanted, Serraldo would have said last, yes last week. And I think I told you the week before that I thought we'd announce a coach within a week. Like I was, I was pretty sure they were going to, you know, be close to getting Serraldo and just didn't work out. Like, I mean, okay, whether they bungled the negotiations up or couldn't sell the vision or whatever, what, what can we do now? We do have to move forward and, and just, you know, go to our second choice. But we just look silly. You know, imagine going to John Morris and, and trying to, you know, make him or, you know, try and entice him to be our coach with him knowing the fact that he was always a second choice as opposed to having four or five candidates, you know, present their CV, go through everything, go through a process, do it like every other club does, and then just say, okay, we're going with such and such. And, you know, we, we thought Cameron Seraldo's, uh, you know, uh, CV looked better and, and we've we've decided to go with him as opposed to making it so clear cut clear and you know cut and dried that you know you're not our first choice John Morris or or Shane Flanagan or anyone like that so I don't know Josh it's just I, I just want to get this thing out of the way and and start building for next year because Sunday doesn't mean anything to me it's just a it's just another it's a rubbish game Atheist Dingo on YouTube, Todd Payton was lineup coach about six years ago. It was a massive whinge about the good old clubs and was rejected. F me, FMD. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, through the whole, there was that like weird period when Robbie, Benji, like it's just, it was just this break off for whatever reason and just from the club legends. And they're, they're starting to try and build. Um, build that bridge back up. So obviously Robbie and Benji returned and they're working with the club now. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a, a good thing. I mean, to go back um, to when the club's culture was at its best, like just watching, if you didn't catch our episode last Thursday, reminiscing about um, our favourite wins, just... Going back and watching highlights for that and just watching the team that loved playing with each other, like it's um, playing football with each other, um, they it just, yeah, it just clicked. And they just, that culture and the, the, the fun in the footy. I know Kamali got hammered for it, but he said he wants to make the boys smile again or something in his press conference. And you kind of get what he's saying there. Like they're just... The, for whatever reason, they're just not clicking. And Scano said it when we when he talked to us about that um, episode on Thursday. That there was just something just clicked. They were just just in sync with each other. We just need to get that back. And surely the best way to do that is to yeah to bring in those guys as many as those guys as you can. Like Paddy, I know Paddy Richards is starting to work with the team. Um, yeah, obviously a few a few of them are working with other clubs and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, and there is uh, I'll let that lead into our two guests on Monday night. Uh, Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday. The boys that are coming on on Tuesday night they couldn't do Monday. Uh, Shane Walker, who's been on the show before, so obviously former West Tigers player and Balmain as well. He is lining up none other than. New South Wales, uh, Kangaroo and Balmain Tiger and a couple other clubs, but um, we won't mention those. Timmy Brasher. So 
Um, yeah, they're attending the uh, race day, the West Tigers Legends race day on Sunday, amongst other. Shane was telling me a few other uh, former teammates of his that are heading to that on Sunday. You can buy tickets to that. Go to the West Tigers website. Um, who said that we don't help help out the club? Well, trying to sell tickets for them. PR. I saw they posted it on Twitter the other day. If you go to westtigers.com.au, it's 245 bucks a head or something. 275. Free beer and feed and that sort of thing. But it's Balmain and Magpies. So uh, any player that's played for Balmain or West or West Tigers uh, is invited. So, yeah, there's some of the... Um, a lot of the 2005 team will be there, obviously. So it'd be cool to hear from uh, Shane and Timmy Brasher, Rob. Like, I absolutely idolised the guy growing up as a kid in the mid-90s. And I think that might have been uh, my first heartbreak as a Tigers fan when he left. Like, I still remember... Uh, going to because they were playing at Parramatta Stadium. I went to his last game there because they were the Sydney Tigers and seeing. Uh, I still remember the two ladies. Maybe they listen to the show. Who knows? It's a small world. There was two ladies out on the field at halftime with a sign that said "Brash, don't leave us." I will never forget that. And just being absolutely heartbroken that he uh, went to uh, was it Rabbitohs or Cowboys that he went to uh, first. Went to Rabbitohs. Rabbits and Cowboys, wasn't it? And to yeah. go to the Rabbitohs, like, man, it's all, all the clubs. It's my most hated club as a kid as well. Like, I was just shattered, absolutely shattered, emotionally scarred uh, for years. And then, um, but luckily, West Tigers and the Balmain Tigers never did that again. They didn't let my favorite players go to other teams, did they? So maybe it was tough, toughening me up for, uh, for harder times. But, um, yeah, any memories of Timmy Brasher, Rob? Obviously, you, oh, you you'd remember he's coming on as a high schooler in his early his debut years. Yeah, well, he, he did his HSC in the year of the you know the, the second grand final that we played in as Balmain uh, as a Balmain team, nineteen eighty nine, and you know he was a household name. He excelled at Origin, uh, could play you know fullback, centre, or wing, uh, and really when he signed with South. As far as I was concerned, that was the official beginning of the end of Balmain. Like, even though it was another few years down the track, we just couldn't. He was like our last hope, and mm. the rest, the rest of the team was just a you know, no, no sort of star status or anything like that. And um, yeah, it's just a pity he left. And I think even even that signing when he signed with South, I think somehow we bungled it up on the last day. Like, I think the money was there, but we got something wrong in the negotiations, and then he ended up signing with South. So. It was just, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a nightmare period. We hadn't made the final since uh, 1990. We, we made a, a semi-final the year after the grand final and, and it was kind of rough times. We had the Alan Jones era, uh, you know, which was pretty poor. And, yeah, I don't I actually don't remember too much about the mid-90s. I think I've tried to wipe most of it out of my memory and, unfortunately, 89 keeps and, and 88 keeps sort of overriding and sticking out most in my memory. And... We've got Az joining us uh, a little bit later. How are you tonight on a uh, Tuesday evening, As Thanks for joining the show. We're still waiting on uh, Tripper to find find some internet in Mykonos. 
but um, yeah, how are you, <laughs> oh, how are you on this? Yes, is that? A, I'm assuming it's a holiday, Rob. But um, I can't believe you... he rang me. I can't believe he rang me from Mykonos yesterday, saying I, I won't use the language he said, but he was just going off. And after about ten minutes, I said, "Mate, do you want to come on the pod?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "When are you doing it?" And I said, "One thirty, your time tomorrow." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll be ready. Lock lock me in." Blah blah blah. So. But I can't believe you. If you were on holidays on the Greek islands, would you be really thinking about the West Tigers? So that's how passionate the bloke is. Well, there's a lot of ruins in Greece that would remind me of the West Tigers um, <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, look at, look at the uh, yeah, the knock, all the bloody smashed concrete everywhere in Athens. That um, yeah, that's pretty much the West Tigers at the moment. But how are you as tonight on a Tuesday night? Yeah, not too bad. Had a day off work today, but um, yesterday got informed that I had a, a meeting I had to attend in Bathurst. So had to drive, go to the meeting, come home, all on my day off. But oh well, I get paid three and a half hours for it, so I shouldn't complain too much. Now to love- enjoy the rest of my night and spend it doing the rest of the show with you guys. So yeah, thoughts on uh, the likeliness we've heard that. John Morris will be coach. Thoughts on Johnny Morris? I mean, I'm not sold on either him or Flanagan, but I'd take him over Flanagan. Yeah, a couple of people have... It's pretty mixed in the comments. A few anti-Flano and a few pro. Um, What's your reasoning for that? Um, I just feel like there's a bit too much of the negative press around what happened with Flanagan while he was at the Sharks or the year after they won the Premiership. Morris, he never did great things with the Cronulla squad, but in saying that, his first two se- his first and only two seasons there, he got a sort of below-par team into the finals both times. So I feel like he's got the ability. He's just still a little bit too um, green. For my for my liking, considering the mess that the club's in, mm. needs someone who really knows their shit. Can Aaron and I, can beggars be choosers though? Exactly. That's why I'd prefer him over Flano. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Rob? I was just going to say, who, who, if you could pick one coach out of the guys that are available, who's your number one choice? Would it be Wolf or someone like that? Who would you who who would you go for? It's it's really bloody tough. Um, I'm only saying that because you said you prefer Morris over the Flanagan, but I, I thought you might have someone else that you prefer. I mean, I, I know I want the club to throw the house at Cooper Cronk, but that's not going to happen. I had, I had a thought maybe about a month or so ago, not long before Madge actually got sacked, maybe Tuvi. I don't know what he'd be like as a coach nowadays in the modern game, whether the modern game would suit him or not, but I thought maybe he could potentially be an option. But other than that, I didn't really think there was anyone else that we could or should go after. At the time, I was obviously still pretty pretty firmly on the Madge bandwagon, thinking that he should get the rest of the season, at least with these guys. But it is what it is. Well, what, did you, what did you think of Serraldo uh, as? Were you a fan of Serraldo coming, or what, what did you? And and I'll give you a second part of that. What did you think of how we handled it? Um, I didn't mind Serraldo 
too much. Obviously, I, I had the same concerns over him that I had with Morris being very green. Um, obviously, he's a lot greener than Morris because he hasn't had a head coaching gig before. But obviously, the, the players at Penrith in particular hold him in very high regard. I think the way the club handled the Ciro stuff was an absolute bloody mess. Um, why would you go and say, oh, yeah, we've got this in the bag. He's going to be our coach only for the media to then not that long later turn around, do an article and say uh, he said no. Like, why would you? Yeah, we're trying like, to work least, that out. At least act like you have a clue. Yeah. Uh, righto. We'll move on to... So, obviously, Thursday. This will be an episode on Thursday, and we'll talk about... The, t- the team list came out today, uh, and we'll talk about the game on Sunday, uh, Thursday. But the Brooksy... I'll bring up the Brooksy thing because... I mean, it came out. How did it come out in the media that he was dropped in a week that there wasn't any, even a game? So it wasn't a team list. And then he's picked again. Rob, like, again, WTF. Like, it's only our club with this shit going on. Like, I mean, is it the club's fault? I mean, no one officially at the club said it, did they? I, I think. This is one we might not blame on the club. Like most likely yeah. within the club has said Brooks won't play next week or next game. But you know, what what how do we really blame the club when the media write whatever they feel like? Like for even them to say today, Brett Kamali is favorite out of four people to be coach, I call absolute bullshit on that. And I told you why earlier. So I just think I think I've realized now having watched 360 again tonight just how much we bite, how much interest there is in the West Tigers, how big a fan base we are, because basically over 20 minutes of that in two different segments of an hour show was dedicated to the West Tigers. So they just always want to keep us in the news. So whether that book scene was done just for clickbait or not, or whether there was any truth to it, I don't know. But we need that coach to be there to decide what are we doing next year with our halves, who's going to be there, uh, as I said earlier, if we're truly a development club, you know, why aren't we playing Jock Madden, for example? And, you know, we, we'll get on to Dwayhe, I suppose, a bit later. But, like, why the hell is Dwayhe on the bench? Like, if he needs more game time, playing him, play him in Magpies. And if you still want to play this stupid way of doing it now by bringing him off the bench, you could have dropped Brooks and played Jock Madden and, and then bring Dwayhe on when you feel like it. I don't know. Could there be a late switch and... Adam starts the game on Sunday, perhaps, or is Adam going to come on early and Brooks moves to hooker and New Brown comes off? There's so many permutations that they can do, but I just don't like this. Oh, we've got we've got to ease Adam back into it, ease him back into it, put him in New South Wales Cup. Like just put him, you know, get him. If it's about match fitness, have it as match fitness. If you're trying to win a game, if you're trying to win two competition points, please play your best player. Like don't jerk us around. But, you know, they're, they're trying to say we're worried about his knee, blah, blah, blah. He needs more time. And just like I said, play him in lower grades. When he when he feels tired, he puts his hand up and he comes off. And when he wants to go back on, he can go on for another stint. It's just, you know, like we brought him on at 24 to 6 against Canterbury. The game was over. What, what did it actually achieve? So it just proved that this year means nothing. And and we're just going around for the sake of it. They're, every match is a dead rubber. It's It's really frustrating, mate. 
So how, how can I get excited about Sunday when we're not really like it's it's a it's a pretty bad accusation. But the truth is we're not we're not treating winning seriously anymore. We aren't. Otherwise, you'd start him. You don't carry an outside back on the bench. That's all, and there's no hooker on the bench either. No, which makes me think that Brooks will shift into that dummy half role because suddenly New Brown's gone from playing 20 to 25 minutes a game. I, I don't think they'll expect him to bat out 80 minutes. So, yeah, you'd think Brooks is going to be switching, you know, a lot earlier. Like, I'm sure – I actually think Adam's going to come on in the first half. That That's how I would, I would see it. He'll come on after about 25 minutes because there's no way – New Brown should have the legs to be able to go for 80 minutes. I, I hope I'm wrong because I love New Brown. I'd love him to be starting hooker for the rest of the year, but I just can't see him batting out 80 minutes. Um, as thoughts on this whole Brooksy saga? Yeah, I wouldn't blame this one. Um, well, the new uh, the media beat up. I wouldn't blame that on the club, but I agree with everything Rob said. Why... If he's going to be dropped, why not just drop him? Um, why, why have Dwayne on the bench? It's just the whole thing's a mess. the The team lists a mess. Everything's a mess. It just doesn't just doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. If this is the kind of crap that's just going to get tossed up to us every week, I feel like he probably deserves to be dropped. Give him a week or two in reserve grade because he's had some absolute shockers against the rabbits and against the dogs. Um. But I have a feeling that the reason why they're not doing it is because of the salary he's on. Like, why would we? Um, I think Cleary did it with a couple of players, but massive salaries you you wouldn't want to have them in reserve grade because obviously that's just eating into your cap. Um, but in saying that, I feel like he's he's got to have a few weeks out because he just needs to find some form again. He's he's kicking him out on the full too much for one thing. Just he. Yeah, there's not a lot else to say. He he just mm. needs needs a bit of a break from first grade because it, he just isn't getting it. The only thing with playing Brooksy, look, I think it's pretty obvious that the club's trying to ship him off to another uh, club next year. And if he's playing reserve grade, his sale price is just not going to go anywhere. Whereas he plays first grade and just hope that he has a blinder eventually and convinces some other club to go, Oh, okay. Maybe we, we can throw 400, 500 K and um, give him a crack. If he plays in the magpies, no one will buy him. Like they're not going to pick up whatever the salary is. There's someone said in the comments earlier, the figure on his salary next year is different depending which journalist is writing the article. But the, the, the more money we get back on him, is determined by how he plays the rest of the year. So I guess it's just like saying, come on, Brooksy, like trying to, yeah, what's it called? Get oil out of a rock, whatever that um, bleed. What's that saying? Get get oil from, yeah, anyway. You know, someone will help me out in the comments. <laughs> well, blood, out of, um, blood out of the stone. <laughs> blood out of the stone, that's the one. Blood out of the stone. Well, I don't know where I got oil from. But Josh, I, I think um, I think Brooksy showed enough against Para and South in those back-to-back wins, and and at other times in parts, what he can do. I, yeah. I, I, behind I a think, good forward pack, especially. Yeah, like if and and I'll just look. And Brooksy had an absolute shocker against Canberra. It's not even close to being just a below-average game. It was a shocker. But let's be fair; 
he had six or seven mates, you know, and, and even our best players, whether they're injured or not, you can't say that those players were playing like that six weeks ago. Like, you know, and they, that's from our best player down, like from Jackson Hastings onwards. So, you know, if they were going on their value to, uh, you know, on what they showed the last couple of weeks, Jackson Hastings wouldn't be on what he should be earning, you know? So I just think we've got to, we've got to make a decision if this is our best team and the way they think our best bench should look, I'm disappointed. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think you can't hedge your bets with with the team. We're either trying our best to win or we're looking to next year and we're developing all the kids. Like, it's great Fanua Pole's going to get a game. That, that's wonderful. But, you know, why have we got Garner and Tuolungi there if they're off next year? Just mm-hmm. if, if we're allowed, if we're, if, unless there's some sort of restriction and we can't play everyone there i'd rather get flogged by 50 but at least these guys are getting some experience for next year than playing blokes you know for nothing like what are we playing for we, we get no benefit out of it i agree with what brock has said here he's touching the ball too much that's the problem hastings is injured uh and isn't right. his best yeah so brooksy brooksy was playing at his best when hastings was touching the ball literally 100 times a game and Hastings just didn't. Yeah. Hopefully, with the rest, maybe uh, he'll have a little bit more uh, more workload this week. But um, we, I mean, we want him to do well. But just well, Bro- Bro- Brooksy's been like our prime handler again, so he's basically yeah. number seven again. And and he hasn't worked as a number seven, so Brook is one hundred percent right there. It's you know Hastings needs to be you know touching that ball or the way he. Whoever, but yeah, Brook, Brooksy first receiver controlling a game, game management. It's not, it's not his strength, and and, and we've proven it this year. Uh, good, good, yeah. Jock Madden Mitchell on Facebook. The Jock Madden factor is a good reason to drop Brooksy. Like, got to give jo- Jock's going to Jock's going to leave if we don't. Um, it's I mean it's it's highly unlikely he's going to stay anyway because of the log jam, but. Yeah, I'd like to see him get a crack and show us more of what he's got. That um, I do agree with that. Go okay, as what we're they're trying to do. Yeah, sorry. What they're trying to do seems to be like a very high risk, low reward type thing. Especially if they are trying to bump up his salary, hoping he has a good game. We're risking having what? How many games we got left? Ten. We're risking having ten more stinkers or nine more stinkers just for Brooks to have one more good one to bump his salary up or how much another club would be willing to pay for him. But in saying that, if he has one good game, he, he's he got nine other bad ones and that's not going to do much for his salary or how much clubs would be willing to take off our hands anyway. So just, it seems to be on a hiding to nothing, basically, in my in my thoughts. Uh, all right, Rob, do you want to see if you can find... Find Tripper as we go over to. I'll disappear for a sec. Yeah. Uh, so the five captain. Obviously, this was a Madge, um, a Madge thing. The five captains. It's just another embarrassing thing from this season. But uh, Jimmy Tarmel will be the captain for the rest of the year. As do you think? I mean, I think it's the right thing going back to one captain. I don't think the five captain thing was always a dumb idea. I don't know how Madge ever came up with that. But um, look, it might be his last year. Would you prefer someone to take over the reins who's probably going to be here longer in the future rather than Jimmy? 
I feel like Jimmy probably is the best solution for this year. Um, obviously, we we all want Dwayne to have it long term, but we want him to focus on getting back to his best first. So having no pressure for the captaincy of a sinking ship on him this year will do wonders for him to hopefully have the responsibility next year um, or shared responsibility with Jacko. That's kind of what I'm hoping. I agree that it needed to be done. Um, we were we were memed into the absolute ground once the five captains was announced. I was always I always questioned how it happened. Like, did they hold a vote between all the players, and did everyone who get votes just get a captaincy title, or however it might have worked? Just it just seemed stupid. Um, and it never, it never worked. Like it was always a question of, oh, who's your captain? I remember, I, I remember hearing in a few games earlier this season, um, the, the ref when calling for a captain or when suggesting a captain's challenge would be like, oh, who's, who's your captain? Um, and it just turned into a bit of a mess, a bit of a crap show. Like we had that game in round two against the Knights where we had Peachy. I think he might've been the nominated captain for that game and he just, he shouldn't have been there to begin with. Um, it just it just went stupid. I think Ivan tried the five captains thing at Penrith, or the five captain. We did we did with us as well, yeah. Call it. Yeah. Um, it just it just never seems to work. At the very most, you want two two co captains and an extra player or two in the leadership group who isn't a captain, but helps set the standard for those young blokes coming through. I feel like that's the way it, it should be done. Um, so, yeah, stick with stick with Tamo for the rest of this year. Hopefully, um, the way he gets some good experience uh, for over the rest of the season, and hopefully he gets the C next to his name going forward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think... It's tough because Adam Dwayne. Do you go with Adam or you go with Jackson in the future? And Jackson is injured, and Adam's coming back from injury. So I would have liked one of those guys to take over. But I mean, if Adam's not going to play eighty minutes, then and he's only just getting back, I kind of get why he's not. But um, what do you think, Rob? This captain situation uh firstly uh tripper is 10 minutes away guys so okay sweet um yeah look i i'm happy to go with tamo as captain for the year even if adam's fit and i'll explain why uh this year is going and basically gone to shit i think i'd like no offense to jimmy tamo but i'd just rather he has the c next to his name we have the stench of 2022 finished with tamo as captain 75% chance of retiring. We announced Adam Dwayne or, or Jacko or both as captains mm. for the year. We've got a new look. We've got a fresh look. Hopefully we've got a new CEO as well while we're at it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just think we just need a fresh look, period. So if Adam's captain this year and we only win one or two out of our last 10 games, it just doesn't look good for next year. I think he is the captain. I think he's the captain of material. But I'd definitely make him captain for 2023 or at least co-captains with Jacko. But 
keep him away from 2022 because he's not the reason we're in this position. He hasn't been there until our last game. He doesn't need to be associated with being captain of a, of a team that just went so horribly badly this year. So, yeah, definitely leave it with Jimmy, and especially if Jimmy's finishing up with the club. I think it's a way to go. couple of people in the comments um, that that's a, a American, like, American football thing to have multiple captains. But, yeah, American football, you have multiple teams. You have special teams, offense, defense. In rugby league, like, the majority of the players play the whole entire game, every second of the game. So it's very, very different to have mul- yeah, multiple captains because players literally go on and off the field in NFL, whereas Adam and Jackson will play the whole, literally the whole game, every single minute they get. Like, obviously, unless they get injured, touch wood um, as well. But, yeah, I mean, you can't. If you got it from NFL, like, that just sounds stupid as well. There's plenty of things. I love American sports, and there's plenty of things to learn from what the Americans do. Like, I know Freddie Fittler, um, when he started coaching the Roosters, used to do the take a knee thing, which is very, very much an NFL thing. Like when the coach is speaking, everyone takes a knee. But, um, yeah, but it doesn't doesn't make sense. You'd think the game manager, Josh, would be the captain anyway. Like, I'm, I'm just not a fan of people in other positions that aren't going to be on the field, especially for 80 minutes, like Jimmy Tamo being a captain in normal circumstances anyway. I think your halfback, like even your state of origin. I mean, I know Teddy was captain, but Nathan Cleary is the one deciding everything all game. Like, your halfback mm. is the most important player. So I just think, you know, it's a bit like NFL. NFL, the quarterback is a captain of the offense. Like, he's in charge of everything. Yeah. He's telling all the players in the huddle what's going on next play, et cetera, et cetera. So whoever our our general is next year, if it's going to be Jacko at seven, then probably should be Jacko. But out of respect to Adam and, and the fact that Adam kind of tried to own the team last year in particular, I, I think there'd be nothing wrong with having him as co-captains. And Adam's a few years yeah, young. Two well, captains, so is, we've, two we've captains bit, is fine. Yeah, we've got a bit more longevity with, um, with Adam because he's a bit younger than Jacko as well. Uh, Jacko's attributes... still only in his mid twenties, I believe. Early twenties, is he twenty three, twenty five, or twenty six, or something? I think he is. Didn't you guys say he was twenty seven a couple of weeks ago on the show? That's why I. That's why I said that. I'm sure once someone said he was twenty six, twenty seven. I, I can I can Google it because I think he's, he was with the Roosters in two thousand and fourteen, maybe. So that's eight years ago. I don't know. I'm just yeah, that sounds about right. It it's kind of interesting too how five, six, seven years ago the captain of almost every team was a forward. Now I think I feel like it's probably closer to half and half. More often than not, it's a spine hmm. player who's the captain, which is probably the way it should be. Um and there's usually just like a forward leader who takes charge of the forwards, but twenty six, thank you. People Googled for us. But yeah, the rest Thanks. of the team answers to the cap to the spine player who's the captain or something I like mean that. having having Ken Mamalo as a captain like a winger as a captain like was odd. like it was just I mean in hindsight a lot of things that match did were uh, yeah were odd to say the least so um, you had a winger as a captain you had a, a bench player or a reserve player who had no idea what their role was most of the time as a captain yeah. as well 
and the guys who aren't playing first grade anymore. Um, righto, our junior blues. So uh, Friday night, did you boys watch the under 18s Origin on? Was it Thursday? Yeah, because girls Thursday, Friday. Thursday, yep. Yep. Did yep. you watch it? Watch the game. I did. It. Um... I only saw. We were obviously. Um, we were recording at the time, but um, how did young Brennan Tumuth and Justin Manamua go as? Both of them went pretty well. Um, the first half, they they the well, the team as a whole got off to a bit of a slow start in the first half, but uh, towards the back end, just not long before they came off, uh, they were both playing pretty well. I I was liking what I was seeing from them, and then they had a really good second stint when they came back on as well. So it was really impressive and really good experience for them. And I did notice um, Matamua was named in the reserves this week as well. So hopefully mm. he starts pressing for that debut by the end of the year as well. Um, right. I can see Adrian is, uh, is in just put a, put a cap on this one for us, Rob. Oh, mate, I didn't. I didn't see the game. I only saw the girls' game on Friday night. As you said, we were doing the show, so yeah. I, I didn't see any of it, unfortunately. Okay, I can hear. There's plenty. Of, I can. I can hear the uh, the beautiful sounds of Mykonos, Greece, in summer. Adrian, have we got you there? Nope. Now I can't hear anything. You st- are you still there, boys? Yeah, but hey. Adrian. Hey, mate. Is it too noisy where I am? No, no, you're good. No, we can, we can hear okay. you loud and clear. There's probably going to be a little okay. bit of a, little bit of a uh, sound delay. But um, what's, what are you doing over in Greece? That, um, I have to say I'm pretty goddamn jealous that, uh, yeah, a bloody boring cold Sydney isn't quite as fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I can imagine. I, my fam, family and friends tell me every day. Uh, so, what? Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the West Tigers at the moment? You're in the middle of a holiday, and, and they're still stressing you out. You there, Trevor? Yeah, can you hear me? I just, I mean, my internet here or my Wi-Fi probably is not very good. Mate, yeah. don't, move, don't move. Stick one leg up in the air and one arm up in the air and do not move. Okay, I'll, just sit, I'll sit down. I'll sit down and stay here and see if that's better. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. Clear as. Okay. Clear as day. Thoughts, okay. thoughts, on, thoughts on the West. It's been a while since we've been on <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Thoughts on the West Tigers at the moment, Tripper. What have you got for us? Well, I, I, I haven't listened to what you guys have been talking about, so I'm assuming everyone's just been talking about the, the same thing and um, the obviously the, the, the issue around the coaching and um, yep. and that. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all depressing stuff. All depressing stuff. So yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm overseas. I'm overseas and I log in every day and I look at the forum and I um, look at the news articles and... Um, so I've, I'm kind of keeping up to breast with what's been happening. And, yeah, just – I mean, it's probably like 99% of everyone out there has the same general feeling, which is that um, w- w- why did we act so publicly in chasing a coach that 
for me, again, and, and, and I'm sure most people would feel the same, like unless you had some sort of very strong inkling that he was going to want to join us, and maybe they did, maybe they heard from his manager. And again, I don't know because I'm not privy to those conversations, but yeah. unless they, they would have had like some sort of very, very strong indication that he wanted to come, why would you publicly announce that you were chasing him? And it just seems to be that whether it was Latrell Mitchell, Josh Adokar, you know, we've made things very public where I'm sure that the board or the CEO or the chairman thought that we had a very good chance of landing these people and we seem to fall short. And so it's either a reflection on people doing the wrong thing by us and lying, right? Like, can that happen every time? I, I don't know because I'm, I'm not there. Or is it a reflection on the fact that the people who are responsible, and I don't know who, who it is because I don't know if it's a committee, I don't know if it's a board, I don't know if it's a chairman, I don't know if it's a CEO, I really don't know. I don't know if it's Tim Sheens, but whoever it is, is just maybe getting it a bit wrong, either the strategy of I'm sure they would have thought, you know, well, if we go out there publicly and say that we're doing a five-year deal, does that mean that other clubs will stay away? Because, like, I'm sure they would have gone through every different scenario, right? But, like, why would you have gone so public? And and I just saw something from Justin Pascoe again, where I'm overseas, and I don't know the time delays, but I saw, you know, it was almost like 24 hours he was on the news saying that we've given a very compelling package to Cameron Seraldo, and then 24 hours later we get knocked back. It's just like, how does that, how do you read the room so wrong? Again, unless, but, and how do we constantly get that wrong? And so now, how does any coach come on board after looking like, like not just second best, but like, like a clear daylight second best? So it's just, I don't know, like we're obviously in a weaker spot now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, everyone seems to have gone in all in on Team Sheens. Like, if you speak to, like, if you listen to the chairman or you listen to the CEO, no one. And again, maybe I've misinterpreted or I've, I haven't heard things right. But from from what I understand, they are saying that their accountability kind of stops with the with the performance on the team. They don't have any. They don't have any. Um, there's no correlation between their accountability and the performance of our team because that's what the coach does. And they're only responsible for making sure that the football club is viable and that they have enough money to go and spend money on the the football department, whether that's the coach, having team there, having all these things. And so I guess my frustration is kind of, well, we've been through a lot of coaches. Success hasn't improved. They're telling us that they've got football competence. And at the end of the day, there is a direct correlation because if the coach is responsible for the performance of the team and they're responsible for picking the coach, then indirectly or directly, depending on whether you want to be like how nuanced you want to be in your interpretation of like being involved, they do have a direct, um, there is a direct, there's a direct accountability to the performance of the team because they pick the coach. They could go pick a nobody off the street, but they're not going to do that because they want someone, whoever they think is going to be the best person to give us the best chance of success. So they're picking it, whether it's the board, whether it's a committee, whether it's Tim, whether it's the CEO, whether it's the chairman, someone is doing it and we're just not getting it right. And I, 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 like, I, I like the fact that Tim's there, but like we're all in on Tim Sheens. So if Tim Sheens is wrong, right, or he leaves or something happens, what are they? What does then the chairman and the CEO and the board say? Like, oh well, we had Tim and like so. Again, I'm not. 
I'm not involved in the conversations. I'm not involved in the day-to-day running of the club. I'm not like it, it, people will say it's easy for people to be on the, the sidelines and have an opinion, especially when things go wrong and could you have done it better and everything. I'm not, not saying any of that, but I'm just like when we've had six sustained non-performance, th- th- there doesn't seem to be an accountability for management. And, 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 and so how, how can that be? How can it just be the coach? That's like saying I have a business and I'm going to employ a general manager and if the business doesn't go well, it's not my fault. Or like Lee even. Lee saying Lee's got a very successful legal practice. Imagine Lee was like, I don't have any legal knowledge or have some and I'm going to employ a general manager or CEO who has all the legal expertise, but then all his lawyers have a win ratio of like 20% or whatever we have. Does Lee sit back and say, well... It's not the CEO's fault because the CEO has lawyers there that aren't doing the job. If the CEO is picking the lawyers, then obviously there is there is um, direct accountability at some level. It might not be like the CEO and the management might not be 100% um, accountable for the performance of the team, but are they 50%? Are they 30%? Are they 40%? Like there is a percentage. And so that's my only gripe is when they all – say well we we don't have any relationship to the performance of the team because we are just there to have as much to create as much financial support to employ the best people they're, they're, that's what they say they're employing the best people which they are but they're picking them like so i just it just now we don't have cameron Seraldo. we're talking about a development coach right this whole narrative at the moment about the tigers is all you can hear is pathways development blah 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 but as i was saying to rob the other day like we've won this harold matz thing once right i mean i, I don't know what our juniors like but every year before us there have been some team that has won it but you don't hear about all these other teams whether that was the sharks or penrith or para or whoever it was or st george them saying we've got the best juniors coming through but for us we have one year with a bunch of 19 year olds or whatever winning it and all of a sudden we're set for the next 10 years we just need to find a coach it's like, but every other team has that every other year that we don't win it. And so I just think like, it's just this, it's, it's, I don't know where they go. And so I'm not like, you know, the, people saying, well, you know, it's great to have an opinion, but what's the answer? It's like, I'm not involved in the club. So I, I don't know, but like, it, obviously things aren't working there. We're not attracting that. We've attracted Appy and, and Papalihi, but like, did they come for Madge? And now Madge is gone. I, I also don't understand that if we like Jackson Hastings as a player, and I really like Jackson Hastings, I think his performance has gone off the boil since the whole Madge thing and the whole team has. But, like, he came out and said that he doesn't want to play for any other coach except Madge. Two weeks later, we sack Madge. Without – and so, I don't know. Like, I'm not there. Does that mean, like, Jackson's now going to – he's going to walk? Is he going to stick around? We've now told all our players there that basically we're looking at a three-year plan. And Tim said, but that doesn't mean that we know we're not trying to win it or come, you know, make the eight in the next year or two. That's great to say that. But you've basically told every senior player that we're looking for development pathways growing the juniors. So why would a senior player who's got three years left to win a comp, why would they come to us? So I just, again, mixed messaging um, sounds really good. Um, but like, but, but the performances speak for themselves. And so I just think what now we end up with Josh. I mean, we, we, we didn't want to put Todd Payton in and now everyone's like, let's get Todd Payton back. Like he, we rejected him to go for Madge. And so why would he come back to us? And now we're going to go with Josh, uh, John Morris, who 
who the Sharks got rid of, even though he did really well. And, John, and like, if you look at Bryce Gibbs's tweets, he's saying John Morris is the same as Todd Payton and he'll be very good. And maybe he will be. But, like, we've got rid of Madge for John Morris. Like, I, I just, I just, I just don't know. And again, why it just comes back to that whole thing like why would you be so public about Cameron Serraldo unless you were like 99% sure he was gonna come like we just left blowing in the wind so I don't know that's my rant <laughs> I was going I said earlier um if you go back to Cronulla last year they sacked <coughs> they sacked John Morrison they announced Cameron Craig Fitzgibbon the next time like, why couldn't we? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think – I just don't think we've got the confidence to actually – to kill a deal. I just think we're, there's just something going on where, like, we – like, it's just – it's it blows my mind, to be honest. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how, how they decide to – someone's leaked it or whatever to say that we're, we're, we're going after Cameron Serraldo and then and, – and, and Justin to go on the news and say it's compelling and then 24 hours later get rejected. Yeah, it's awful. There was a, a couple of um, people that were suggesting possibly. I'm not don't know if you heard it, heard about it, Adrian. That um, friend. And Lee... why would Cameron? I mean, why would Cameron? Like after Ivan Cleary's left the club, probably thinking that we're a basket case for whatever reason, and whether he's right or wrong. But why would Cameron come to us? Like I just don't. Like <laughs> he's like the most sought after young coach. Why would he come to us? Your reception's pretty bad. Yeah, the reception's starting to drop out. Again, like I just don't know what... Oh, okay. No, you're back, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Go for it, mate. Yeah, all good. That's No, that's my... That's that's, that's all I have to say, and it's probably no different to what a lot of other fans are thinking, I would, I would imagine. Just just before before we finish, Tripper, if you can hear me, um, I don't know if you heard about... Uh, Lee's, Lee's not overly happy with uh, with, with Rob... Lately, there's uh, yeah a little bit of a back and forth going going on. Yeah, but, um, what were yeah. your thoughts on that whole uh, saga? Um, and do you think that could look? Do you think that sure, surely that a couple of people have suggested it, but surely Cameron's wouldn't have affected the Cameron Serraldo rejection. Look, I don't. Um, I I no, I think nobody. One thing we all know is that nobody can say for sure because nobody knows except Cameron. But um, I can I, I can understand why Lee didn't want to come on the podcast. Um, but I just think like writing writing that text message like why would you want to get involved in the weeds? Do you know what I mean? Like why you're a chairman and it was such a long winded drafted text message that he said he was happy to share publicly. Um, just why? And I think a lot of people I've heard on the forums are like, but why does Lee have to rock up in a black Ferrari to the day that they sack the coach? Why does, why? And again, I'm not, uh, the guy put. Lost you again. Oh, he was, he was on, on a good one too. <laughs> he was. He'll be there. Tripper. I don't know. Uh, we, I don't know. we lost Maybe. you. We lost you, Trip up. We we lost you after Black Ferrari. <laughs> Am I back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just, just give us what you yeah, so, after the Ferrari part. No, so I said, look. The... Oh, for God's sake! Uh, it's like it's like it's like it's cutting out as soon as it gets to the good bit. Yeah, it the is. juicy bit. 
treatment is seen as being um is is seen as being you know subpar I, I don't know like i'm not but but you look at the the best run clubs and it's a pretty tight ship yeah so um look if we had if we had success on the field no one would give a shit right it, it, like it, it, lee and justin and, every, and 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 everyone people would be congratulating them so you know like i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just like you know when things are bad everyone's looking at the whole the the club as a whole and you know it, you know i think i just think compared to other clubs we probably don't look the best that's all that's that's a very very yeah very tame way of putting it i think uh at the moment adrian boys any any last words for uh or questions for adrian before we uh we end the show yeah. we'll, we'll let him get back to uh sunbaking <laughs> I've got one. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop it from people I know for being a Mykonos, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of, hate, a lot of people that, yeah. Just, man, you can't. Anyway, can't please everyone. Oh, man, they're, they're just, they're haters. They're jealous. Like, I know where yeah. I'd rather be. But uh, as <laughs> yeah, guys, Aaron's, Aaron's got a question for you. Yeah. First of all, Tripper, I really enjoyed listening to you two. Uh, rants last year. Really, really good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I heard Thank that you. there was a there was a rumor on um, NRL three hundred and sixty tonight about uh, Sheen's being overruled by the board in regards to the decision about Madge. If that's true, do you think that has much of an impact on anything that's going on at the moment? I think it was Carla who posted it. So, 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 what was the rumor? Is what that Sheens didn't want to sack Madge, but the board wanted to sack him. I think that's what Carla was saying. I caught a right. glimpse of her message. Uh, Rob, you'd probably know a bit yeah. more about that because I see you were chatting about it. Yeah, I saw. I saw that, and I'm sure Carla got it from a good source or stuff that I've heard from people that have spoken to Tim Sheens. That doesn't sound like uh, Madge was fired. So I think I think Sheens was of the belief that Madge wasn't the right guy. He came out and said it publicly on the same day that Madge got sacked as well, something to the effect of, you know, uh, round peg didn't fit in a square hole or vice versa. So I'm not sure that that's really got much credence. I, I, I'm of the belief, like Tripper said, that whatever Tim Sheens is saying, the board are going with. So if Tim Sheens had said Madge is to stay, I would have thought Madge would have stayed. Uh, whether it was just till the end of the year or whatever, but they they all agreed that match had to go. So the next coach could come in, have a look at the roster, decide who, which halves he wanted to keep, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and and build the roster for this year as early as possible. So I, I think they they had their mindset on Seraldo, and somehow they stuffed it up. As I said earlier, they probably should have signed before they sacked Badge and just done it in twenty four hours. Because either way, we, we were going to look bad. Cronulla looked bad last year, the way they got rid of Morris, especially after they made finals. Uh, no, there was, just, there was just going to be no pretty ending to it. It was going to be ugly no matter what we did. But the problem is we've missed our man. So, and we need our, our front office to be better than that. Man. The whole thing just reeks of, I guess, ineptitude is probably the one of the better words for it. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's almost like we talk about our players in terms of our playing roster being a development, you know, development club. I, I think our front office is like a development front office. 
they're, they're not fully there. They're not. I mean, they try as they might. No one's doubting they're not trying their hardest. But they, they, like Cronulla's not the Roosters or the Melbourne Storm. The Roosters and Melbourne Storm are the best two run clubs over the last 10 years. Cronulla are probably a middle of the road club. They've had their financial problems. They're probably just slightly above average in terms of where clubs sit. And look at how they handled that last year. It was just precision. Out on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. And, and we've totally suffered up. And, and, you know, maybe Tripper's right. Maybe they thought 99% they had their man. I know. Uh, a good friend of mine was a state of origin and he overheard one of the West board members say we've got Seraldo, like it's in the bag. So yet yet again we've we've jumped you know, actually landed. But that's no different. That's no different when I had spoken to the guys when Nathan Cleary was supposedly coming and they said he was 100% coming. Latrell Mitchell was 100% coming. Josh Adekar was 100% coming. Like yeah. they're not signed. It's like exactly. anyone in business or anyone that, you know, whatever, like it's not signed until you until the paperwork's done. And even then, like you know that people can still pull out if they if you make them unhappy, they can find a way. So there's just a way of managing and getting things done. And maybe Tim Sheens, I mean, I don't know whether the board overruled him or not. You've got to remember that Tim Sheens at the end of the day, and I don't know Tim at all, and I don't I'm you know, but he's employed by the board and sometimes people like if for example, and I, I'm not saying this situation eventuated, but if there was rumours that some of the people on the board didn't want Madge and it was sustained over a long period of time and maybe they just got to Tim and eroded him down to thinking, well, maybe Madge isn't the guy because Tim needs to stick around, probably wants a job and wants to be paid as well. And whatever he was saying before about Madge being the guy wasn't working. And, and so, you know, maybe he thought that Madge was a guy but didn't want to say anything because, you know, he thought there's people here that are more powerful. Like sometimes when you're employed by a company, you kind of want to stay aligned to the people on the board that have the most power. And I'm not saying that happened here, by the way. I'm just saying that you can't discount anything because we, no one was really there. All we know is like the decision was made by whomever and now every one of them, has to be accountable for that decision because none of us know the inner workings of what went on. But yeah, regardless they, of whatever happened, whatever, regardless of whatever happened, they got it wrong. Like yeah, if there was someone on the board that didn't want um, Madge to go and was vehemently opposed to it and, or has been, so let's, say that, let's say that over the last 10 years of non-success we've had or whatever, there was a couple of people on the board or management that were strictly opposed to whatever Justin was recommending, whatever. Surely by now, if I was on the board, I'd be like, I would come out and just be like, hey guys, I've tried, I've, I have gone against the decisions of this club for the past eight years and they haven't listened to me. Like, I don't want to stay on here. But no one has done that. So, None of them are saying that they have been opposed to anything that the club's done. Again, it's so so. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's as simple as uh, Tripper is. Just our last two performances were so bad. I, I think even with our loss to South and and the, and uh, you know the previous losses before that, I think there was a lot to look forward to. And it looked like we'd had a reasonable foundation in terms of desperation in defence. Looked a little bit better in attack all that sort of stuff. The, the last two games were being terrible. And I think Seraldo's just said, you know, do I really want to take this job on? It's a lot worse than it might be. And, you know, there's certain players. Of the Maybe. And, and he's, you know, is that going to be enough to, you know, to turn this club around? I really don't know if I want this. But the thing is now, the way I look at it, if Seraldo came to the club and failed and we had the same blokes up top, I actually wouldn't blame Seraldo. So I really, you know, we've, we've seen, especially with the last seven years up, 
that we can't get on-field success. And, and his words on Nine News the other night was, you know, it's it's our core product. Like, footy team is our core product. Like, so forget what else he does right. And those analogies you said earlier are, are spot on, and, and you said it more eloquently than, than we could ever say it. But, yeah, it's just they've got to take some accountability, and, and that's what frustrates a lot of fans. And, and I know they're getting a lot of members reading up saying they don't want to read the and all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, not nice. But I think I think even our members are trying to think, well, you know, how, how can we wake these blokes up? But they they still make the same mistakes, and, and they don't seem to learn from it. And, and they, like Lee, denies to me that, you know, that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. Well, we just did it again a week and a half after he told me that we weren't. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. The proof's in the pudding, Cooper. Like, it's just it's just really frustrating. But I'm at the point now, like I said, I've kind of, um, you know, emotionally detached myself from it because it hurts too much. Like, I, I watched the Canterbury game just, like I said, I could have watched it in a library. Like, I just thought, you know what, this means nothing, but hope the boys win. But if they lose, they lose. Like, it's – and, and we're, we're halfway through the year, and it's, it's really sad that we've got to put up with another 10 weeks of dead rubbers. And and you know we need we need a coach signed ASAP. They've got to, they've got to get whoever they want next, get it sorted and get it done quickly. Because we I'm now I'm worried about I'm worried about who we're going to keep. I'm even worried if you know any of these guys might backflip if it, if our you know gets into further messes. So. Yeah, anyway. I mean, sometimes, though, like, you know, a lot of clubs that have won the wooden spoon have kind of turned it around. We've never won a wooden spoon, and maybe we need to win one to actually get some change because, you know, I don't think we've hit rock bottom. Um, you know, we've always been kind of middle of the – like, below middle of the road, but still not 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 horrendous, horrendous. Yeah, and I bet I mean like losing to Descon Moses and Woods in one year was it was pretty pretty bad. I mean, but anyway, I think look if Jason Hastings decide like if I was him, I'd probably go to Canterbury. They need a halfback, and him and Burton together would be would be pretty good. So, you know, I think if if, if we lose a few key players now who don't want to extend, who could blame them? Then maybe they might then, not have Burton. No. Yeah, they're, but they're like what I mean. No, no, I know, I know, and I know he's got the option for next year. But like, if they announce, I, I don't know who they're going to announce as their coach. But he, you know, okay, even if so, so Burton hasn't. You know, I know that he's got his option to extend. But look at it; he hasn't even. I mean, he's coming out and playing Origin at the moment, which is probably making him want to stay at Canterbury more because he's not. You know, even though you might be having on-field success with Canterbury, although they're having a bit more than us, he's played Origin. It, it, regardless, he hasn't come out. And the club hasn't—it hasn't been drawn out as this drama like the Kardashians, like it would have been for us. Like they've just said, he—he he doesn't know whether he's going to take his option up next year. Cool, fair enough. And then nobody talks about it really. But like, yeah, no. he's actually so, something, Ripper. He's—he's he's actually said that he's not going to exercise his option for 2024. So he's—he's he's contracted next year. But yeah. see, next year, next yeah. year he'll have uh, kick out there. He'll have Reed Marnie there. Well, of course. So, and and if, and if they get if they get a halfback, he might stay. Yeah. He and he might get more money than what his option is to. He pretty more well, almost yeah. definitely will. Yeah, exactly. But he could I even. Just got, I just got. I just. I just don't see our upside. Um, guys, I have to actually go because my battery is at two percent, so my phone's actually gonna, it's going to cut out any no, second. No, no, all good, Ben. But thank, th- thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we'll have you have you definitely on again soon, Tripper. Thanks for calling in. Oh, I think the battery. Yeah, this um, this thing really drains his power. Gone. 
phones, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we got him for 20 minutes we or so. We got him. We got him. We kept our promise. We brought him in. I think uh, yeah. the 50, 60 people that stayed up late uh, for trip, yeah. Tripper Up Late, we should have called it. But um, yeah, good to hear from, from Tripper all the way from literally in Mykonos with uh, a car and a bird and people running around uh, amongst other things I could hear in the background there, but um, that was good to have Tripper back on. Righto, boys, I'll um, wind it up here. Be sure to tune in Thursday night, uh, 8.30. We'll be back to preview the game against the Warriors. And, um, yeah, like I said, we'll get into the team list and every, everything to do with that game in, uh, yeah. Who knows? We might have a new coach by then. I doubt it, but... Um, there's yeah, probably going to be another ten plus news articles between now and then for us to talk about as well. Anyway, yeah, that's that's for sure. So, um, and as I said earlier in the show, Shane Walker and Tim Brasher hopefully coming on uh, Tuesday night. So look forward to that one. If you're, um, yeah, if you want to get uh, questions asked, to those boys. So we'll put the uh, the Patreon guys will get priority for that first. But uh, Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Um, they'll drop some questions in the Discord uh, over the next few days to, yeah, go across to one of the all-time great Tigers. So uh, as we say at the end of every episode, guys and boys, uh, let's head out with, as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.